Hello everyone. Welcome to Print Gyan. I'm Nidhi Agrawal, your host and ally. So on this show I sit down with some of the printing industry movers to discuss the ideas, opportunities and strategies that printers um, are taking advantage of to grow their business. So just tune in and follow the soup. Let me introduce my first guest on this podcast today and he is none other than Tim Cox. I have known Tim for a few years now and over this time my equation with Tim has gone from being a competitor to a confidant. Uh, Tim for over two decades have developed, marketed and implemented as well as advised across all areas of web to print and business development within the print and graphics art industry. He has seen the technology develop from being conceptual during the early days of the internet to now a fully adopted business critical technology. So um, Tim, I know we can talk about a lot of things, we can things that we can bond over many things, but I think let's talk today about a topic I think which is one of the favorite amongst both of us and that's web to print, right? Um, uh-huh. So uh, after being in this industry for almost two decades, do you think the term is overrated or underrated? I, I think it's neither, I think it's incorrect. Um, I think that uh, I think gone are the gone are the days where web to print has much relevance. Um, most of the people that are using web to print platforms are either considering what's next or are already using it for things other than just print. But um, yeah, I mean, in general, it, it's uh, um, I think it's probably uh, overused rather than overrated. That's that's I think is what is happening because you read uh, web to print web to print in different scenarios and uh, readers kind of lost the track what the term actually means for a printer and how it can help uh, him run his business online right so so what do you think then what's the correct representation of this term what does it mean for uh, printing businesses. I think I think the thing is, in terms of time, ter- everyone likes terminology and everybody likes to pigeonhole. So I think there is always going to be something there that will drive it. Um, but um, ultimately, we're almost back where we started. I can remember a couple of decades ago, which obviously I'm as old as time, but um, it, it used to be referred to as as uh, e-procurement. And realistically, we are mm-hmm. talking about procurement, not in the in the global sense that that many corporates see, but we we are talking about. Um, something generic we're talking online purchasing it just happens that where web to print comes in it involves a degree of um, personalization um, and editing of a particular template mm-hmm. so uh, I guess that that it, it would be some kind of an e-procurement platform but I think that we're now being dragged by the b2c world and pretty much anyone with a website you know with the with the kind of acceptance of personalization that Kodak Kodak uh, Kodak that uh Uh, coca-cola gave the world with their personalized bottles i think everyone now just thinks they can personalize everything they do so manufacturers b2c sites giftware promotional merchandising print everyone's now just personalizing their products so um i think that realistically um it just means something different to everybody who's who's um who's using this kind of technology and that will be very much determined by 
where in the world they are as uh, uh, as a business and also geography. Um, you know, if you're coming in from a, an Etsy environment or a, um, a Shopify mm -hmm. environment, an Amazon environment, it's just an extension to your business. It's just a way for you to add another um, uh, another theme to the, the existing uh, purchasing habits of your customers by uh, introducing personalization you know if you're a corporate it's it's basically you know you're, you're managing your marketing mix online it's just an easier way of, of of avoiding warehousing and just buying what you need on a print on demand basis but i think from print it's 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 absolutely it's almost been an only yeah so um i think what i um understand from from what you spoke about is that Web to print can mean different thing to different people or in different scenarios, right? People have implemented web to print in different scenarios and some have done it successfully while others have faced challenges. So would you like to throw some light on um, how it has proven to be a successful implementation for some of the print service providers? Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at printers specifically, um, it, it tended to, to, to kick off very much from the B2B environment where a corporate would need to better manage the way that they handled print across the globe or across the country. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty much been done now. I think um, the successful printers, specifically printers, have been the ones that have been able to incorporate a level of integration between their system and their client system and also into their production workflows, which allows them um, to, to, I guess, create higher levels of profit because of the automation in, involved. It creates a lot more, I guess, force loyalty, almost sticky connection. Because when you integrate, it's more difficult to actually exit a relationship. But I think also they've expanded the products they're looking after. So they've moved now from this, what was, I guess, the traditional business card environment. And they've now moved across the whole of the marketing um, spectrum and they're dealing with a, a very big cross-section there. Some of them are now obviously also working with uh, uh, the, the online tech, the digital tech, so incorporating it in a campaign basis um, mm. and also now moving into packaging and labels and moving out of all of those and into the world of, of giftware or, or merchandising, promotional work, which often just means making some kind of brand gesture into a product it could be a pen a t-shirt it could be any number of things so i think that what what the successful printers have done is that they've they've taken what was a route and they've grown it within their client base to incorporate a lot more products into the, the mm -hmm. platform the mm -hmm. other way the other place that i think printers have also been quite clever is where they've looked at products that they've done very very well and profitably and they've mm -hmm. been in a situation where they've opened up a web-based environment to mm -hmm. um, a B2C in uh, uh, a manner. So you've got people now who who perhaps historically would produce mugs or T-shirts mm -hmm. or, or reading books. They're mm -hmm. now just doing those for, for business associations and B2B relationships, but they now have their own B2C environment that could be on a, a WordPress site, Magento site, Shopify, Amazon, whatever. And And it's now such an easy thing to do utilizing connected apps a bit like you have with designer designer mm. doesn't matter where it, it, you, you literally click it into a web-based environment and it sits mm. there as, as a an independent editor albeit it is inextricably linked with both the, the shopping environment and the output whether it's mis or a, a payment mechanism mm -hmm. so i think that the successful printers have, have effectively expanded their offer beyond 
what I guess would have traditionally been a normal print operation. The other mm -hmm. one that's happened, you know very well about, is we have now uh, printers and also uh, direct customers in print management or, or, mm -hmm. or within the world who historically were bound over by a relationship in the country of their production. Um, mm -hmm. Now, because it's like cloud printer and this globalized distribution of print, you can now do that very simply again through a connected app or through an integration. And I think to be in a situation to have a client ordering on a, a B2C site, an e-commerce site, ordering something where historically you would have had to announce that this product's not available in Canada or not available in Australia, through these integration with these internationalized technologies that allow this distribution, you can now obviously expand to regions in the world that you couldn't previously work with. And you don't need any production equipment because effectively you use the network, um, its algorithm and its its routing engines to get it to those reasonable, th those um, various um, locations you might want print, whether it's a copy of one photo book or it's a hundred thousand um, brochures, it doesn't matter. So I think that people, the, in essence, even though that might have been a bit of a waffle, it's where printers have effectively gone from what was their core business and they've expanded product range, the market sector, and they've moved from a B2B relationship and into a B2C sector. That's, that's quite interesting because uh, this shows that the application of web to print has slowly and um, gradually be picking up in the right direction. I would say that most of the earlier implementations were very limited to the in-house implementation for enabling sales team to procure orders or just to automate some piece of you know pre-press processes uh, um, that uh, for, for the orders that were procured online however now uh, people are looking at web to print as in you know a means of uh, opening multiple channels of their business whether expanding into new territories um, offering more localized services um engaging with vendors or partners uh, in different geographies uh, even beating those uh, uh, you know dipping margins because now when you deliver more locally you can save a, uh, a lot on the uh, delivery charges and the shipping cost right so i would say that if implemented in the right way right and, and and with a right perspective, the same web to print systems can be implemented at different levels. So yes, with Designo, my experience is that in, in la uh, since we have launched Designo almost six months back in April this year, uh, I think we have done its implementation in in very uh, you know diverse scenarios. So for example, for uh, startups or for people who uh, have not done the e-procurement of print orders for them they consider it as uh, an e-commerce plus it as a tool to let their customers personalize the stuff and then um, they are also partly using as an MIS uh, right uh, to make the right decisions at the right time and in fact handling their post-production workflows so looking at the investment and time that goes into implementing different systems uh, designer can in itself work as a complete business solution for them however for uh, the, the the big 
trade printers or publishing houses or printing houses who have already been using an ensemble of uh, pre-existing applications like ERPs or MIS systems. They have just preferred to take up the designer um, personalization workflow and the design studio component and they integrated it with their existing workflow so that they don't have to migrate from any of their existing applications right mm -hmm. and i think that's where the beauty of this application is but you mentioned about globalization you mentioned about um the e-procurement moving more from b to b to b to c and we have seen that even the new streams like corrugated packaging, flexible packaging, labels, many such, uh, um, you know, product applications have now been entering into this short term or short run uh, B2C uh, engagement models. So do you think this globalization is real? Because we have seen a very few successful example in the past. Maybe I think Vistaprint model could be considered one of the a successful model of achieving print globalization but do you think that's that's what going to be the next uh, milestone for most of the printers who are going b2c way i think i think it's um it's definitely going to be an aspiration for many it's going to be a necessity for most um i think that um it's like web to print always used to be a nice to have technology um, now it's a necessity. You know, if you're a printer and you don't have a web to print platform, it's a little bit like not having a letterbox in your door. You 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 can't expect to get um, things delivered. So um, I think it's a necessity in terms of globalization. And I mean, Vistaprint, interesting. I mean, ridiculously successful. You know, to be hailed has its problems, but ultimately, yeah, it's probably in terms of print companies is the one that most people would look at and say that they have globalized the tech, but I mean, if you're talking globalization, you have to be able to print anything, anywhere, anytime. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. don't think that there's a company on the planet that can do that. I mean, uh, the, the, the cloud printer technology is in 105 countries, 104, I think nearly 105 now. There's over 200 printers within those countries. It's growing exponentially month on month. So mm -hmm. naturally, it's already the, the world's biggest print network. It will mm -hmm. naturally um, just keep going. We're, we're now in a world where um, just route to entry into this market will, will prohibit other people to be there. So, you know, the aspiration would be to for the cloud printer technology to be in a situation where everything in the world could be printed on the platform anywhere in the world at any time. Um, but even that as an aspiration is quite a way off because, you know, um, the whole the whole idea is, is to print as close to the final destination as possible. So, for mm -hmm. instance, to give you an example, you could say we can print in Brazil, but just the sheer geography of that con that, that country is that it, it, it could take you longer to get something from one side of Brazil to the other than it could to print in Venezuela and ship into Brazil. So th there's there's a complexity to this globalization. There's also areas of the world that no one will work with, the Russias of the world, yeah? And <laughs> um, that might change in time if, if, if that mad bloke leaves the... The power point that he's in but um ultimately you know that there, there are always going to be restrictors to globalization so do i think it's real yes do i think it's here yes do i think it's possible not at the moment with most companies unless they're going to hook their 
um, technologies, uh, whether they're a web to print, an MIS production workflow, whether they're a corporate ERP or a website, unless they're hooking up into something like the cloud printer network, you're always going to be restricted in the way that you manage because what's starting to happen is that the more automated these environments are becoming, the more difficult it is to stay with traditional approaches to distribution. So whereas mm. you would have normally, uh, and you know yourself, you, you guys mm. did the integration into the cloud printer platform, you mm. would normally print locally, warehouse, mm. distribute through planes, trains and automobiles at great cost and time delay. And also mm. if you want to think about the environment at great cost of the environment. Mm -hmm. With something like Cloud Printer, you've got the complete opposite. You just drop a file into the system, it's analyzed, mm -hmm. it's then determining where that file needs to be dropped, and it prints it in quality, in time, in price, as close to the final destination as you can. Traditional mechanisms can't can't compete mm -hmm. with the efficiency mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. So I think that I think that that it's driving the need also, as you've recognized, for mm -hmm. A, uh, a to take a community approach, technologically. Mm -hmm. So that's, that, that's quite interesting because, you know, that uh, 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 post-pandemic, there has been a lot of cry over disruption in the supply chain. There have been paper shortage in many part of the, parts of the world, right? And in that scenario, I think, do you think model like cloud printer can again be be one of those where let's say if you have an order um, to um, deliver and you are short of paper in that that part of the world where you need to deliver and through a network like cloud, cloud printer you find a vendor or partner who has the, the 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 paper supply and who can do the order for you and deliver right so is that the power that brings uh, is brought by a uh, cloud of printers just like cloud printer i think it's probably a lot more complex i think that in, in the case of uh, design and buy um you had printers in particular parts of the world with your technology working very efficiently and very profitably that needed to be in a situation where they could actually fulfill out, outside of that country of of production and mm -hmm. um without setting up physical relationships that could involve mm -hmm lots of phone calls, maybe site visits, and and and, and a lot of manual process. The mm. natural process was to, to, to integrate in so that people can now, ordering within your technology, obviously uh, actually mm -hmm. fulfill anywhere in the cloud mm -hmm. printer network. So one is convenience. One is mm -hmm. to uh, secure a global contract without fear of it being lost to another country. Um, I think also, you know, we've had a lot of European com com uh, companies that have um, historically traded in their own country. If we take, say, a Spanish company, mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. might be producing some kind of personalized product online, done very well um, in the pandemic because obviously everybody decided to, 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 to start really embracing online purchasing. And they said, hey, we've got a complete captive audience in South America that speak first language Spanish. We will now market to them via our website, but we can't really justify setting a factory up or flying over and establishing relationships and running press trials, et cetera. So again, a lot of these kinds of companies have expanded using uh, an online network like Cloud Printer so that anyone who um, uh, realizes that this product's available in that region mm -hmm. of South America can procure it, even though it's a Spanish company. 
And mm. that's working the other way around. We've also got <laughs> people in South America who are now marketing to Spain. So I think mm. that there's this natural ability to utilize the internet and and mm. how fluid it is and capable it is to actually expand your business without investing much money. So mm. um, I think that one of the main reasons we're seeing at the moment on that level with printers is, is that, um, that they're actually using the networks to expand that way. I think if you look at corporates, I think it's a completely different scenario. There's an enormous amount of pressure within a corporate to apply uh, a degree of, of uh, onus to their CSR policy, their corporate social responsibility. And this mm. is naturally involving not only looking after uh, the normal internal HR things to do with staffing, ethics, etc., but it's also dealing with the environment. And some mm. of these companies are now being penalised. Um, it's not even a target. They're actually... Um, finding there's a disadvantage by not being able to prove improvements in their carbon emissions, for instance. And again, some of the companies are actually not just needing a more efficient, better way of managing their global print spend um, and, and fulfillment, but they're also looking to reduce their carbon footprint. Others are using it because they want to reduce the time for print. You know, if you're printing in one country and you've got to get it a thousand kilometers away, it's going to take a lot longer than it would if you just sent it via... Uh, a network like a cloud printer out of say a designer mm -hmm. procurement the, mm -hmm. so the web system builds the product editing mm -hmm. order finds out where the destination is through the cloud printer network sends it to venezuela it's printed and shipped 100 kilometers and so, it's there in two days and and it's just a more efficient way of working so i think this looks like me a network kind of amazon of print because um you can procure order from any of your channels because that's how our concept of designer was also designed that you can plug in as many websites as you want to procure orders from it could be your franchisees your resellers your vendors and all of them can can, can procure the orders online and it goes to a central system and the order is then pushed to a network and whosoever logically and uh, efficiently can produce that order with the minimum cost incurred and minimum shipment cost to be borne by the end consumer can print the order and ship it, right? I think yeah. that's very interesting. I mean, that's incredible and very powerful. I think that, that would enable now anyone in this uh, space of uh, servicing their customers for print demands is it, it's going to be phenomenal, right? Because uh, you, you won't have to let your customers go to others for printing some other piece that you can't do in-house. You can just yes. uh, put it on the network and let other printer consume the job and uh, do it for you, for your customer. That's powerful, yeah. I guess. And I think the, the addition to that as well, Nidhi, is that you've got a situation now where interconnectivity between technologies is actually doable. There are certain technologies in the market that take a very proprietary approach to mm -hmm. their uh, willingness to integrate. That mm -hmm. it's, it's quite an old approach, but it's, it's mm -hmm. kind of, you've got a competitive product we won't link, which is mm -hmm. naive really in, uh, mm -hmm. in, in, in this day and age, because you can't start monopolizing a client or a customer or a printer's decisions on, mm -hmm. on how they work. Internally. So mm -hmm. thank mm -hmm. companies like yours for taking a very open approach. So you're fine linking with pretty much any web um, application that could be a, a web shop through to an ERP, through to a CRM. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. 
um, yeah. which is phenomenal because naturally on an internationalized level, you have trends of and and, uh, and products that seem to be in vogue, say in Europe, that are very, very unknown in, in America. Um, yeah. So you have to have that flexibility. The other thing works in the opposite end as well. If you're working with a print network who are procuring, they need to be efficient. What they need is they need the ability to know that, that the incoming files are going to be integrating with a production workflow. You know, whether it is from a large press manufacturer or is something more generic like a, an on-focus switch technology mm -hmm. that, that is going to govern the incoming file prior mm -hmm. to it going. But obviously, if, if an, an MIS or a management information system is present, you would naturally send the file into the MIS because it's managing that, that mm -hmm. commercial aspect, time and motion in the business. Um, and then the MIS would uh, reroute into the production workflow. So I think that the most important thing here is why I use the word community is that gone are the days where you can dictate to a client what they're going to do on an integration level. And, and I think that, gone are the days. Sorry, yeah. and, and, and that brings me to a very uh, interesting recent uh, you know, implementation uh, that, that my team has done. So um, this customer has multiple web shops on big commerce platform and he want he have has been using alien t flow for um checking or proofing the files and then uh, all it does it once the files are proofread right it is pushed onto his netsuit erp so yep. how seamlessly designer could be integrated without disturbing any of his um, big commerce implementation with e-commerce or pre-flight with T-Flow or ERP with NetSuit. I mean, we just beautifully integrated designer into that workflow. And what it did is it just allowed the customers to personalize, generate the output file, push it to T-Flow hot folder, and from there send to the NetSuit ERP. That's it. I mean, every component seems to be doing their job uh, what they are best at right and i think yes yeah. you are right that's that's where i think the real implementations of the web print technology will uh, come from and i think with the addition of uh, 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 you know global network of printers like cloud printer it will still strengthen that how um, big a product portfolio any print service provider can offer to its customer locally, locally or globally, right? That's yeah. interesting. And, and, you know, I think one of the other things that's definitely happening, in, and, and, you know, it's a very difficult thing to, to um, evidence, but you've got agencies, you know, marketing departments in large corporates, you've got large cor corporates themselves, you've got e-commerce platforms. Um, they're all needing print to be produced, whether it's, um, I don't know, a piece of wall art on aluminium or it's a personalized pillow or a photo book or it's an educational book or a business card. It doesn't matter what it is, but printers rarely are just receiving their work from one place unless it's an implant, you know, within a, within mm -hmm. a corporate, which means that, that they have to take a very autonomous and impartial approach to where it's coming. So as a print company, they need to be in a situation as a business to um, accommodate the requirement for integration and if it is coming from all of these different places whether it's a cloud printer network it's coming directly from you know uh, design by or it's coming in from a shopify site 
the, the one thing I'm finding at the moment with print companies is that they don't have that layer of integration capabilities. Now, mm -hmm. there's a lot of outsourced capabilities out there. You can mm -hmm. get this done very, very simply. But I think as a, as a skill set within a print company, there is now a need to have a higher level of skill, either as an individual person or as an expansion to existing team, who are able to qualify what's required from an integration, whether it is a connected app that you just snap into a website or it's a full-blown integration. Someone mm -hmm. at the print company, they're now having to do this because otherwise they're very reliant upon the companies they work with. And even though I know design and buy are very kind of open and and um, will manage from kind of A to Z, the process mm -hmm. of integration, um, no matter whether it's your own technology or someone else's, there are still companies out there at the moment are quite restricting because they either don't have the infrastructure to put this, this kind of mm -hmm. integration together. They don't want to put the integration together because it effectively allows the competitors in or alternatively, that on a resource level, they're so strapped that it will, they'll say, oh, it's six months before we can start this project. So I think that there's a need now for a printer to actually have this layer of excellence in their business, or at least a partnership that they can go to to say, hey, come and help us out with these integrations. Because sometimes those integrations will be with a thing like a, an ERP system. You know, mm -hmm. an ERP, they don't have teams sitting there waiting to have chats about integration. They literally will just... <laughs> dump their API on you and let you you sort it out. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that this is an area of restriction for printers specifically, and it's probably mm -hmm. a new area of investment in staffing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that I understand. But I think, um, as I said, um, with any solution or any web to print solution, I think its implementation has to be now looked from the perspective of uh, the business uh, for which it's being implemented for as i said for someone new to e-procurement or e-commerce they they may be just happy to have some sort of control over that their pre-press and post-press production workflow um so that they can funnel the orders procured through e-platform with the orders procured offline and they can just channelize their business uh, from these multiple channels, right? So they may just be happy with the implementing any any web to print software like Designo, and that's it. They don't need multiple applications, right? Yeah. However, yes, for for someone with a full blown multi location business, yes, they can just pick up the best part of each of this software, uh, create an integration layer which helps them to plug in and out the required components and still be happy using the best of each of the this software components, right? Mm -hmm. I think so incredible and I think going forward, a lot of such 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 implementations should be uh, should be, um, you know, um, done in the industry and I, i'm hoping that uh, it will open up a lot of opportunity for people to just break the chains of those uh, you know uh, legacy systems and come out and adopt what is best in the in the industry right now right yeah. no i agree i mean i think i think there is there is something that no one can control and that is um decisions that are made on high within the corporate space and to give you another another example of i think why thing people need to be more open and, and at least more educated 
with the way that this, this, this error of our business works is that imagine that you are a Spanish company that deals with a, a local Spanish business who have maybe five or six offices throughout the world. You, um, you, you, uh, you at the moment manage all the print locally in your local Spanish print company. The uh, that's then distributed on a, on a, on a uh, I don't know, maybe a, a pick and pack basis and distributed when it's required to wherever it's required. Mm-hmm. We're now in a situation where um, that's changing because mm-hmm. you could have a you could have a printer in another country attack that corporate that you have as a as a core business um, from their own country, giving that corporate a different way of seeing the globalized print capabilities. It still lives within, say, a design or web to print platform. It's still being procured in the same way as it always was. It's just being delivered against and, and fulfilled in a local uh, in, in a local situation. So I think that there is a need for people to be more proactive in the way that mm-hmm. technology is advantaging them and their clients rather than reactive, which is the history mm-hmm. of print, you know, um, <laughs> and respond when it's too late. Because mm-hmm. I, I've found historically that there are really there's a lot of reasons why people buy everything but there's mm-hmm. two solid reasons why i see people buying a web to print platform either mm-hmm. they've lost it as a result of a competitor tying their customer into a web to print system and they've lost the business they don't they don't want to repeat that so they they think we're going to have to invest or they find themselves in a situation where they're competing with a company who has web to print as part of their their offering and they're now mm-hmm. Sadly, they're having to knee jerk with with no time, no planning, no no understanding. They're having a knee jerk into making a decision on a platform, mm-hmm. and this can often be wrong because at the point of sale, it's utopian. All the dreams mm-hmm. are realised, sales pitch, and the conversations and the demonstrations. And you know yourself that you you can bring a web to print system in that 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 you think is going to do one particular job, and it might do it. But what mm-hmm. you've not done is you've not through, thought through the smaller elements. It could mm-hmm. be local taxation, uh, user privileges. It could be how mm-hmm. does a template work? You know, there's mm-hmm. a thousand things that can really screw up mm-hmm. what you think is going to be a, a brilliant implementation. And if that is your first foray into web to print mm-hmm. and you've got one of your most important customers going into it, mm-hmm. a bad implementation of web to print can actually lose a customer. So I think yeah. educating yourself, and I know that you have your academy approach and how you guys kind of take a nurtured approach to having people understand all facets and, and, and elements of web mm-hmm. print. But, mm-hmm. but there's a real need from the manufacturers to not take a death by PowerPoint approach to helping clients and printers understand this, but to really take a nurturing approach. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it also is important that a printer um, should realize that, that, that this does take thinking, it does take planning. It, yes, it takes investment, but a lot mm-hmm. of the investment is in the education and the communication. So the education mm-hmm. to your team and the education and communication to your clients. And if you get it wrong, it can mm-hmm. be a very, very hard mistake to live with. Yes, people have implemented the print, but it needs more of education. And I think more than education, it also needs a right mapping from software functions to the people functions. and. That's where I think it can beautifully tie into any existing process, whether done offline or online or through automation, right? 
so yeah, yeah. that's 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 phenomenal right thanks a lot ten for being my host on this very first episode of print gyan it's impossible to pass on your phenomenal gyan to our audience in a single discussion so i'm sure we'll get to talk on many more topics of importance that can help our fellow printers and industry mates i would also like to thank uh, the team at design and buy for their contribution to make this initiative a great success and last but not the least i'm very thankful to the audience listening to this podcast and i'm sure that print gyan will continue to get significant contribution from diverse groups and individuals in the future so stay tuned and uh, uh, happy printing thank you goodbye it's been okay. good to speak to you take thank care you. thank you again and thanks for listening